0: Hey, be Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger.
1: I'm Lindsay Webber.
0: And you're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619 Who them Here's a call.
2: Oh my god, it's Who Weekly. I'm at the curb. I'm in NYC. And I literally, I think I just saw Rita Ora... I think Rita Ora is like Dick Clark right now. Is Rita Ora Dick Clark? Thank you. Uh, Bella. Good, Thor, good form Bella Thorne. Show and hold.
1: Uh Leanne Cuisine. I love you. Goodbye.
3: I love you.
0: Rita <laughs> Ora is Dick Clark.
1: Club. Yes. Is Rita Ora Dick Clark? No,
0: Ryan Seacrest <laughs> is Dick Clark. Rita Ora is, or is Dick Clark's assistant. Dick Clark. <laughs>
1: We need that, like, a meme where, like, Dick Clark died in this year and Rita Ora, like, did this in this year. And it's like, Dick Clark is back. because <laughs> She's oh, reborn God. as Dick Reed. Oh, we've got so much more to come. And we've got comedy when we come back with Sebastian Maniscalco. Plus, Green Day rocks our LA party and Cardi B performs in Miami. New Year's Rockin' Eve is live on ABC.
0: That meme actually, like... Took me a second to figure out what was going on. So it's sort you of get like got it. They're reborn. They're reborn like about, as this person. I saw yeah, one. It was like it's Olivia Rodrigo. Pettis's yeah,
1: kid is the queen. Yeah, of course.
0: I saw. I've seen some good ones, but yes, Rita Ora is not Dick Clark, but she was with Ryan Seacrest at Dick Clark's rock on New Year's Eve. New Year's Rock. This Eve? is not
1: the episode in which we Rita aura no, but, but like Monday. We missed a lot of Rita Ora, meaning she had like a very high profile gig and she also posted Pranuvo to Grid, but we'll get into that next week. Next week. I am just like, this really speaks to my theory that she should just be hosting stuff. And like, that's her true calling. And like, no one's really making boo about the music, except for us. And but she's out here like landing the highest profile gigs. She sang super super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious to Dick Clark on his like (laughs) 99th birthday. And I don't see anyone out here doing that. And I guess you could call that singing, but I still would somehow call that hosting.
0: (laughs) uh a song for i can children. barely say it She she's saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Thank even though the sound okay, of it is great. something quite atrocious
1: yeah well she sang it for dick clark and he was like who's that woman is not
0: he <laughs> dead amazing she didn't sing it for him in the memory of him?
1: bobby dick clark is alive and he's in the daily mail probably once a week
0: no you're confusing dick clark and dick van dyke oh, okay dick that's van dyke, what that's sorry, what confused dicks. me
1: Okay, Rita had two dicks this season. She sang for Dick Van Dyke and she... Hosted for Dick Clark.
0: She sang supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, which makes more sense for Dick Van Dyke than for Dick Clark. Oh, you were
1: confused. Yeah,
0: I was. Well, I was confused because you said she sang supercalifragilisticexpialidocious for Dick Clark. She sang supercalifragilisticexpialidocious for Dick Van Dyke, who is one of the Daily Mail's favorite people because he is alive and kicking at 98. And
1: he keeps, they keep letting him drive. And I think that is quite atrocious. Did you see? (laughs) Did Please you see... stop letting Dick Van Dyke drive? <laughs> yeah.
0: Even though the I'm sound serious? of it is something quite atrocious, but they're talking about <laughs> like... him starting the engine.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you you know it. Like Rita will drive him. Like that's she's around. Like call her, you know.
0: Ask the... her. Did you see those photos of um? This Who? was maybe a year or maybe a year and a half ago. It was during COVID. But do you remember? gene hackman retired from acting after doing welcome to mooseport with renee with ray i was going to say Rene romano <laughs> ray romano <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> with uh-huh. ray romano it's a slow it's a really slow morning, and then honestly, you me, know iconic hollywood actor gene hackman retires and we haven't heard from him in Ico- what 20 iconic years iconic my actor, mind gene hackman. my mind always goes because it always goes there to oh no he was diagnosed with something terminal, like maybe he was diagnosed with some sort of, some kind of neurodegenerative disease or something. Uh-huh. Versus and just I was being like, oh, old. Right. Or versus saying, I'm 70 and I don't want to work anymore, which is the yeah, fairest totally. thing in the world. Right. And then we don't hear from him. We don't hear from him. No one talks about him. It's not like um, when TMZ tries to find people who have retired and they're like, look who we spotted or whatever. Like, who do they love doing that to? Uh, what's her name? Bridget Fonda. They found Gene Hackman, I want to say, a year ago.
1: They did. And
0: he's old as hell. I think he is in his 90s, Gene Hackman age. Not old as hell. And it was – he's 93. And it was so funny because they were photos of him, like, going to Home Depot and then, like, (laughs) going to, like, a Wendy's.
1: This is Hmm. a great headline. This is from – this is from March of this year. Oh, great. Here's the headline. Reclusive actor Gene Hackman, <laughs> 93, enjoys a fast food lunch in his car as he is seen for the first time in years. Instead a Wendy's, nearly right? two decades from his last film role. The legendary uh, blah, blah, blah. He seemed to be in great shape doing yard work at his ranch with a shovel in hand. Mm-hmm. Before that, the retired actor enjoyed a fast food lunch at a parking lot in his white truck after hitting a Wendy's drive
0: through The photos are so good. He's like eating a burger and he's like going running errands in some sort of like he's old as hell. And I was like, oh, this guy's totally fine. He's driving. He's got his Merrill on. Wendy's. He's driving. not want to act he's anymore.
1: filling up the car with gas. He ate some Wendy's. I don't love him driving. I'm sorry. This is going to give us a controversial take. Once
0: again, you That's think okay. the sound of it is something quite atrocious.
1: <laughs> I do. Well, Dick Van Dyke got in one, a car accident not a did, few, long ago, guy. and I think they did take the keys and said Chimchiri or whatever. Chimchurri. Chim Chimchurri
0: will take the keys. <laughs> give them to me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is on the docket? Let's get some calls. So did
4: we all learn through the video of Taylor Swift? with the ring,
1: that Keeley Teller's name is actually Kelly. Confirmed. Crunch, crunch. We knew that, but it is funny because this woman has never been in big enough high-profile press to have her <laughs> name be confirmed, confirmed. Because remember we had to like chase it. We really like yes, kind of chasing we did. The, the, how her name was pronounced. We also thought she was a Sperry. Remember we thought she was a Sperry? From like, the Sperry she's shoes. Not, yeah, she's
0: just, she's just woman. a woman. But she's in the past few weeks... Woman
1: she's now become one of taylor swift's best friends for i guess because they were in the taylor swift music video i don't know miles teller and i don't really understand how miles teller and kelly sperry are like in the in the circle the circle of trust but she Mm -hmm. got taylor swift a big ring for her birthday didn't she
0: make it didn't she make the ring
1: well okay whatever and everyone thought it was travis got taylor a ring and then it was Mm -hmm. kelly and then kelly was like Uh, no, Melissa.
0: It's custom. That's what it was. I confused it. It is a custom ring that she picked out for her dear friend Taylor. Well, I thought she was making... Who? Oh, oh. I thought she was like another... You would think it would be surprising if she turned out to be like a new Jen Meyer jewelry. This is the exact type of person who becomes a Jen Meyer jewelry. But I don't
1: think Jen Meyer is out here putting together rings herself. So
0: if you haven't seen seen the ring, imagine if your extremely talented second grader saw Titanic for the first time and said, I want to make one of those. And then they ended up making this, and it's like out of what they had around the house. It's You're like so a, rude. It's, it's like a, a big, it's a big kind of Heart of costume of the jewelry ocean. style yes. ring,
1: right? But it doesn't look. It's probably not really costume jewelry. It's probably real. The story was that she, Taylor was wearing it. And People were like, "Did Travis get Taylor this like big ring?" And then. And then she posted and said, no, I got this for Taylor, and you better stop spreading rumors, Melissa.
0: Mm-hmm. She said, love this ring I had made for my friend. She's bejeweled. So to all media outlets and Melissa at De Moi, <laughs> here you go.
1: Which really, really drives home the point that, and we kind of had a, because after uh, after Tree came for Melissa,
5: mm-hmm. we
1: really had a sense that they really knew a lot about what was going on with her and were calling, you know, mm-hmm. and knew her name and all that. And this even drives the point more home that the conversations are being had about Demois in the Taylor Swift household because why would Kelly Sperry be like Melissa?
0: Melissa. Right?
1: Melissa. Uh, also,
0: if Kelly Sperry is saying Melissa, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift is saying Melissa.
1: Melissa. I know. That's and what if I'm Taylor
0: Swift is saying it, Tree Payne is saying it. And if Terry well, Payne is saying it, saying. Travis Kelsey is saying, dux oh. Moy. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, Travis Who's Duex who? Moy? That's what's happening in that household.
1: Uh, okay, incredible. And we learned how to pronounce Kelly Sperry because now she's like moving her way up the echelon of Taylor Swift friendships, which like honestly at this point are more, a more valuable celebrity spot to be in than being in a rom-com, a major oh. rom-com,
0: I think. And her other... Her other friends are busy. Like Sophie Turner's, Sophie Turner's dealing with the divorce oh, and like Taylor's custody friends. battle, and like going to London to visit her friends. Gigi Hadid is a as a mother, and has other priorities. I is don't think with... that
1: anyone is too busy to be called out of the off the bench to come up to have dinner with Taylor Swift. Well, like I truly really think that you, it explains the rotation. You drop your child and you go. You know, you drop. You you say. Uh, I'm. You say I'm. I'm gonna pause on this, and I'm gonna meet her at Via Carada, You know. You
0: hire a. You hire a nanny. You hire an au pair because you just Taylor Swift's your best friend, and you you have to spend more time with Taylor Swift.
1: You have to be there for her, you know, and that's kind of like the deal, right? And you have to be on a double date with her.
0: Mm-hmm. And you have I'm to accept the jewelry, it. and well, you have to give her your friend jewelry and take exactly one yes. photo of it, and then never mm-hmm. see this ring again. Mm-hmm. Let's do another call.
2: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, uh, long time, long time. I am calling because the Queens person was, is in the news again because she is suing the MTA over congestion pricing, and she wrote the, compl- the twenty-six complaint, twenty-six page complaint herself. Um, please discuss.
0: French, French. it says a lot about a person if you're writing if you're writing the complaint to your lawsuit against the city of New York yourself <laughs> and you're not a lawyer this
1: busy this busybody ass woman really is just proving herself God, I love to her. be as productive remember we called her productive as we thought <laughs> meanwhile she's worried about about clogging the west side highway well, Hurley, get look around
0: if you scroll I, okay so the reason okay so she's they're uh, initiating Congestion pricing in New York City. Congestion pricing is imposing a uh, toll on drivers of busy streets in cities um, so that there is less traffic and then the city makes money, right? It's just like there are too many cars in Manhattan. We need to somehow make this better. The plan comes to uh, what is? What am I trying to say? The plan enacts. The plan goes into you ex- effect. I
1: love you explaining the congestion price. Well, no, vehicles. it's like it's this been a like...
0: conversation. It's like every Gothamist no, newsletter for like two years has been about congestion pricing, and so people are
1: so mad. And it's, it's one like... of those
0: things where it's like you hear the rumblings of it being planned years in advance, then you kind of hear it, when it's going to start. When it's going to start. When it's going to start. Apparently, it's finally going to start right. soon. And Good. on the eve of this finally starting, we get news that someone who lives in downtown Manhattan, who is going to be affected by the congestion, or claims they are going to be affected by the congestion pricing, because the busy streets in the center of the the island are going to be toll only, which means the West Side Highway, which goes along the uh, Hudson River, is going to be even more packed than normal and impossible to get down. So Elizabeth Chan says that this is going to be an issue, which when I first saw this, I was like, oh, she's complained about noise or something. It's a very like NIMBY sort of thing. No, her explanation in the complaint is that one of her daughters, and I remember their names, do you? Noel and Eve, obviously. One of the, her daughters suffers from seizures. And so she's like, if I need to get to the hospital, I need to take the West Side Highway. And if congestion pricing is enacted, I'm not going to be able to take the West Side Highway and neither are ambulances. But... After this complaint was filed, after the complaint was filed, which I wrote here, Mrs. Chan said she would write the complaint herself, which made me laugh at myself. The city of New York was like, we've studied this every which way, left, right, and sideways. It's going to be fine. Yeah, but
1: Elizabeth, do they know Elizabeth Chan has written (laughs) 40,000 Christmas songs? Like, she could help.
0: The Gothamist story describes her as a Battery Park City holiday songwriter <laughs> who has successfully sued Mariah Carey, now has another high-profile target. It's high so funny that target. she came
1: up again. It is yeah. a little bit giving, like, uh, she knows. Like, she's, like, looking for opportunities to be in the news. Well, you she know what they say? The
0: when it snows, it blizzards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Did they say that?
0: I was just trying to make a holiday version of when it rains. They it say pours. it on the
1: North Pole. Yes, they, they say it on the North Pole. They
0: do. They do. I was do. just trying that's, to say when it rains, crazy. it pours.
1: All right. Well, that's great. She's and it, and don't and I wouldn't doubt her. And that's what I'm saying is I would be afraid of her because no, this woman no. knows how to write a complaint and a song, forty thousand songs.
6: Why is Liz Gillies
4: doing a Christmas album with Seth with Seth McFarland? Crunch crunch.
0: Did you just call him Sex McFarland? <laughs> that's a really funny little slip there. <laughs>
1: I chose this call because I thought the same thing. I had like a, and I didn't even like get into it. I just like saw them doing something and I was like, why?
0: You said, why is Les Gillies doing a Christmas album with Sex McFarland?
1: Yeah. I said, this duo, what's, where'd they come from? I said, what's this? And I knew he was like, he's obsessed. He's with a being, crooner. Like, I'm, I'm Sinatra. And like, I'm singing a way that like no one now is singing, but how they used to sing. Like so pure and so natural. And I'm like, okay, great. Relax. But, mm-hmm. Because I heard him discuss it and I was kind of like, oh, he hates just like the way that singers sing in mod. Like, he's like, I Ariana Grande. (laughs) Listen to Michael
0: Buble's Christmas album. It's doing what you want to do. And it's already a fucking hit. Have you heard
1: of John Legend? You know, like, exactly. there's, There's crooners, okay?
0: These crooners still exist. And guess what? They're hugely successful.
1: So the, you know, the off the director of Ted 2, actually, I don't know if he directed it, but I don't care. The the writer of Ted 2 and the f- upcoming Ted Family TV series. So he and Liz Gillies, who is best known for being Ariana Grande's, like, best friend and being on Victorious. From Victorious. With and her.
0: what was the show that we did spawn for that I watched once? Dynasty.
1: Dy- she was the star of Dynasty. I did like it.
0: She's sort of a, not a Leighton Meester. She's sort of a, um, what's her name? Lucy Hale figure in that she gets a lot mm. of chances. Not as much as Lucille. No, but she's
1: more of a latent meester because she has that nostalgic peg to her that everybody, if you're a certain age and you watched, you're obsessed with, and therefore it like kind of carries her on, and she's able to do all these other things.
0: She still works a lot. She's a working adult actor, but the transition from childhood to adulthood has not been like seamless. But she's still around. She's still quite successful. People like she, her. I
1: think she's. That's why I think it's like she's doing the singing thing because she's kind of like, oh, I can sing, and like this is kind of fun and random, and also I'm pairing up with this like mm-hmm. powerful kind of tv mogul unfortunately and uh like we can just keep doing this for its fun but i didn't know and i of course like this is the main question how they meet how this happened it's like
2: i didn't realize you guys initially met at a karaoke bar yeah
1: yes. i mean yes. how
5: does
3: yeah how does yes.
6: that happen very popular uh, karaoke yeah ball. maybe it was not place,
5: every monday after family guy we would all go and just just get just this, this karaoke bar. And there's Liz saying, Were you singing Julie? I was
2: singing Crimea River by Julie London. Julie London. And Seth was, we were the only people in there that night. Because you go up and you really, it's like a normal karaoke bar. You get one song, you put your name, and you wait for your turn. So every, it would be like, you know, Journey and Whitney. Yeah. E- and then, you know, it would just be like a sad classic.
1: And I'd be like, I'd be yeah. like hey, what you, what are, what's going on with you? Right. So she sang Julie London, and he was like, what a pure oh, voice. Oh. What a pure voice. Oh, you're
0: singing like you're in the 50s. You're singing. Yeah. Like you're in the '50s, because that's how Seth MacFarlane sounds. Kind of, he's got a baritone. So ever since then, when you look at—I don't know if you were to me put this in here—but it's so it's funny. Like once they meet, which they've told the story several times, because now that they're promoting this Christmas album, which is called "Seth MacFarlane and Liz Gillies, We Wish You the Merriest," when they're doing this promo, they bring up how they met, because everyone is very rightfully like, um. <laughs> Well, um, they're like, how did um, you meet? Why is this happening? What are you doing here? After that point, Liz starts getting voice work on some of Seth MacFarlane's projects. I listened to some of it. I was like, this is. <sighs> it's this exactly is what you think exactly it is. I don't know. I don't is. know like, like, what
1: else. And and it's very, you know, like he is very faithful to that Sinatra vibe. Like he is actually pulling it off.
2: You know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games.
1: But it is funny coming from someone who his whole thing is like doing impressions, like on Family yeah. Guy as different characters, like doing impressions of people. He is doing, which is kind of annoying. He's he's doing He's doing a Sinatra impression. So it is kind of like. I Bing would rather Crosby. hear. I would rather hear another artist interpret this type of music because I, if I want to listen to Frank Sinatra, I would just listen to Frank Sinatra. I would listen to Seth MacFarlane doing Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that's my take. But you know, people like to hear. There's again, speaking of Christmas music in our last segment, it's like there's ne- there can never be enough. Apparently.
0: Yeah, it's a bottomless <laughs> bucket. You know
1: that bottomless bucket.
0: And the thing about this that I also found kind of interesting is it made me think of, you know, Simu Liu won Austin, Simu Liu's singing career won the Austin Swift Award, Not Gonna Happen Award last year at the Kumis, obviously. And it reminded me that, I mean, maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but I'm going to say something and tell me if you agree. I think more than acting and maybe even more than directing or writing i'm thinking about specifically people who are in hollywood people who are in like hollywood entertainment singing is an unparalleled drug like singing is the drug if you have a if you have a singing addiction you can be the most famous actor you can be the most famous director you can be the most famous anything and you will not be satisfied unless you are taken seriously as a singer and i don't know that that's true for other like sub professions within Hollywood entertainment. I'm thinking maybe someone like Bradley Cooper is sort of like, I have to direct and I have to star in my own thing. And if I don't do this, I will never be satisfied. But I think for most people, it's like the singing aspirations are this latent thing that never, ever, 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 ever goes away. You look at Jennifer Lopez too, where it's like, you're a tremendous actor, but like, the singing is what she's passionate about. And that is well, that's so, like how, it's like right, weird. That's like why
1: we keep talking about Rita Ora still singing.
0: <laughs> like Seth MacFarlane must be one of the richest and I guess financially successful people in Hollywood currently, right? That doesn't seem crazy to say. And Liz Gillies is like decidedly not that. So you have two different types of people, but they both have this passion that they cannot in any way bury or ignore. I, I like what is it about singing? What is it about that particular type of performance? I don't know. Like Simu Liu's in the biggest movie of the year, and then he's like, "But have you heard my voice?" <laughs> like enough about Barbie. Let me sing this.
1: People love to sing. People do don't love make to sing. Me sing.
0: Don't make me sing. Make me sing. Make me sing. Oh,
4: don't make me sing. <laughs> yes, William, everyone is dying to hear you play. Everyone is dying, but don't make me sing.
3: <laughs> oh, all right, I guess I could play one song. And Lilia, may I?
4: I could sing one, I guess. I guess I can. Oh,
2: don't make me sing. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul.
5: With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. Hey,
2: it's Olivia. Um, Can you guys please talk about Princess Love? Um, I don't know anything about her other than she just won like $80,000 playing poker. Um and she just started playing like last year so it's like kind of girl bossing you know what I mean um anyway yeah she seems cool if she does um if you guys have talked about her before I apologize I do listen to every episode I just don't retain any information because I'm permanently stoned
1: all the time um okay uh Princess Love Grease Sky Princess Love we'll do quick recap and then we'll get into like what she's doing
0: Olivia, we've talked about Princess Love many times. (laughs)
1: Like, many times. Like, she's involved with Ray J. They are married. They've been almost divorced three different times. They then get back together. (laughs) She is from Love & Hip Hop. She started on that show because of Ray J, then, like, continued on that show and, like, grew her own audience. Now, apparently, she's in the Poker Championships. And I kind of love this for her because I feel like she's forging her own identity that's, like, not related to Ray J and Love & Hip Hop world. Because he seems he seems a little toxic despite them still being together like he just seems like Defiantly they are just together yeah right oh yeah i think it is that though and if she maybe has her own money maybe or something like if she, she can, can go to the like world five. series
0: of poker and make a hundred thousand dollars in like a week a few days of yeah. playing great make a little nest egg i'm just
1: happy to
2: be here i started day two with ten big blinds. So I ran it up, I'm like at 1.2 million right now. This is my first 10K main event. I kind of just been like doing like the smaller tournaments to like get my feet wet, get comfortable. And
3: um, I mean, it means a lot because obviously it means like I'm playing well. I'm not a pro, I study a lot. I learned how to play less than a year ago, but I'm a fast learner. I just
2: asked one of my cousins to teach me. You know, I always wanted to learn how to play poker and chess. Not a gambler by
1: any means, but once I was introduced to it. I don't know. Something was just. I was intrigued.
0: She was in the top. She was ranked forty at the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas last month. That's crazy. <laughs> No, the World World Poker Championship, World Poker Tournament. I know there are a lot of different ones, but it was the one that was at well, the win. Right. I was going to say there's. Yeah.
1: There's a lot. We, we could list all of them, but there's a, and there's a lot of different things that she's been involved. She she finished seventeenth place at WSOP. Don't know what that is. Super turbo event. And she won mm-hmm. one of Win Las Vegas's daily tournaments for eleven thousand dollars. But also they're doing tournaments all the time. That's like right. the whole thing. It's like And
0: it's like they're doing tournaments at the Win Casino all the time. Yeah. But this was the big one for the year apparently. This was the World Poker Tour World Championship at the Win. She right. made 132000 dollars
1: Turn up on this because the love oh, yeah. to play poker. They love it. And there's like 4,000 people that enter this too. It's not, and a lot of them are, you know, kind of famous people because you need to have like pay, you know, buy-in money. $10,400
0: buy-in money. Because my brother likes playing poker and oh, he's encountered, dangerous. he's encountered like random famous people before. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's funny. But it's always someone like that, you know? Well, because like, the thing
1: is, is like, even if you're bad at poker, if you're rich, $10,000 doesn't mean anything to you. So you can just, pl- and you like to play poker, so you could enter the tournament. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're good. It just means that you have $10,000 to spare. Yes. And I think that's like what why we see a lot of celebrities. But it is crazy that she made it so far up. She, she made it into 40th place.
0: And there were 3,800 people there. She made it 40th place. Like I said, she made $132,000. The winner, a guy named Dan, classic, he got 5 million, $5.2 million. So like, it's funny that even though you're 40th place, you're still well below what (laughs) first place is getting because it just keeps going up and 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 up. That's huge. That's nothing to, you know, scoff at. And she's only been playing for what? Nine months, 10 months. I love this
1: the draw is like she's good and she's famous so like they do like to have celebrity tournaments too like gets eyes on the on the sport on the game or whatever so she's Mm -hmm. gonna be involved in that and it's cool because she can take like bryce hall's money or like whoever these like stupid (laughs) celebrities are that are playing you know yeah which is great
0: and as you said it's really great that she's getting press coverage that is not really or broad press coverage that's not related to ray j at all
1: I forget where, when we last talked about them because they literally were like getting a divorce and they got back together. Well, I, remember, I don't know if we talked about the divorce or the back together. Uh,
0: if I remember correctly, it was either on the show because it was in the summer. It was either on the show when we cut it or it was on the sh- because you were like, this happens all the time. This isn't interesting anymore because they're constantly breaking up and getting back together right. again. I was like, enough Or we kept this. it it's in boring. and made it like one sentence long.
1: Remember the whole thing with the with the helicopter? Like they had a whole thing. It was yes. like a whole drama.
0: We yes. talked about that. Um, this, I want to play this clip because I think it's funny the way that this phrase is used in this particular context. This is Ray J talking to Entertainment Tonight uh, recently, like a month ago. What did you just say about tonight?
3: I said love wins. Before we get into the the winners, the best new artists, love wins, I love you baby. I'm listening, I'm trying to compromise, I'm never gonna let you go.
0: I don't like using love wins in this aspect.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do feel like that was co opted a little.
0: <laughs> you can't, you can't take love. The straight people cannot take love wins back. They can't no, do. They can't
1: do you that. You can't. Like you can do love is love is love is love. Like you can do like the Lynn Manuel version of it. Having you know? said
0: that, I will expect, I will accept Princess Love to co opt that to mean that she won a poker tournament.
1: Oh my God, Princess Love wins. Love Princess wins. Love wins forty thousand dollars. Princess love, love wins wins. I want you to be famous.
0: Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser. But explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's
1: the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. But I'm. You're not. I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says here's how to save money. It gives you cash back for all types of stores because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over three thousand five hundred stores across every category, including fashion beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel,
0: dining, and more. Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike, pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. Lindsay likes the PayPal account. I'm sort of into paper check. I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. So shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer and membership is free and easy to sign up.
1: Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten .com for details that's R A K U T E N your cashback really adds up.
3: Hi, this is Amy Poller here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts. The team that brought you Say More with Dr.
2: Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women Talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host.
0: Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. That's right. Season 5 of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May twenty-third, streaming on Hulu.
5: I want to be famous. Oh my God, Simone Biles'
2: husband. What the fuck? Like, he's a who, right? We like. I don't give a fuck about sports, but like he's a Simone Biles is a them. Like, everyone knows Simone Biles. Her husband? And he
1: said that? What the fuck? French French. what did some i saw this like, hubbub, but, like kind of didn't trace it back i will like what did he say okay we'll play he the he
0: said on the pivot podcast which is the funniest like name blindness thing that people had a lot of websites decider did this the new york post did it page six did it and then they they thought he was it. on the
1: pivot podcast the new york magazine with kara podcast swisher, with kara swisher. <laughs> yeah but really okay. he
0: was on the pivot podcast that is a football podcast with ryan clark fred taylor and channing crowder so okay, it was like why like, did I he say this on pivot with kara swisher yeah. and i've never even listened to the pivot podcast with kara swisher but i'm pretty sure it's not about like sports and anyway on this podcast he said that he was the catch in the relationship
1: was he making a football pun though and was he joking no what's the, he wasn't jo- what's the well no well what's the sort of kind of no he was okay stop well he, yes well no well he was not joking kinda. wait
3: let me actually just play the clip for you so you can hear for it. a couple of days man and it's like she pops up and i'm like let me see who this is. Gymnastics? I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics, so it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know. So I'm like, okay, that's that's that's, I'll see what's up. I swiped her and it said we match, so I'm just like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout, and I come back and I get like I had some likes on my Instagram, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this might be. It. I'm like, okay. So I see what's up, and then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. Then I come back to my phone, and then she messages me on the app, like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a, man, this gotta be fake. Like, I don't know, just, I didn't know who she was at the time, but, like, the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she gotta be good if. Yeah. I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college, and we didn't have NBC, we didn't have Olympic channels, and we're in camp, we're in camp. Late, late, late July, early August, so I'm not paying attention to you know, so I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched like, you know. Jonathan, I'm gonna let you finish your story, man. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was saying, man, she she messaged me. This was like a Tuesday, and we 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 were texting back and forth, and then we hung out Friday, man. And um, we couldn't do much as COVID happened; everything was shut down. So um, she came through down um, down to Houston. She lived in the suburbs, so she had to drive about 45 minutes to me. Um, then the rest is history, man. So So you was really the catch in. I always say we the truth. man the catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did, though. She is did what you though. said. Cause I, I was fighting it. I was fighting it. So I was you, fighting it. So in truth, if I say this out loud, was Jonathan Owens ain't really want Simone Biles, Is At, what you're saying. <laughs> At the time. <laughs> that's what you're not gonna say that. That's what you're saying. I was afraid. I, I was afraid to commit. I'm like, ah, I'm
1: also, but literally, you're an athlete. You watch like athletes watch the Olympics. Like, I do not believe. Like, sorry, like athletes engage with the Olympics. You're an athlete. That's so, like the, That's the top form athletes, babe. Like, what are you talking about? Th-
0: this is of course a video podcast as well. So you see, uh, it's intercut between oh, you see body language. Him telling the story and then Simone, like, absolutely beaming eyelashes fluttering at everything he says so listen yeah she's there
1: all right now that i've heard this i'm blaming the host the host is there's it's leading and he's laughing and they're joking
0: because it turns into a headline that is a little incendiary everyone started talking about this obviously but
1: don't you think after hearing that you're kind of like first of all the host is being a little a little cheeky a little bitchy and he's putting words in his mouth I mean, to be mm-hmm. fair, he should have shut it down. He should have said, no, of course, she's like a gold medalist, you know? Yeah. No. I mean, I guess listening
0: to it again, I'm more offended by him saying he didn't know who Simone Biles was because I just right, don't Right, because I also that. think
1: that's just a lie, right? Like, I think that's just not true. And that's more of, the, that's more of the, the issue here.
0: Yeah. And I guess listening to it again, he's what he's saying is that she really wanted to make a relationship happen and he was a little more guarded. So the fact that she was able to convince him means that he is the catch
1: which has nothing to do with their fame levels it has everything to do with like literal gender dynamics if any if we're going to say anything mm-hmm. we're like one person or just relationship not gender relationship dynamics mm-hmm. which is like one person is like dating casually and one person is like I'm settling down so okay yes. that's different than also, that's different than what people are saying in these headlines
0: yeah I love this. Did you put this in here to Timmy when I didn't even see this when he said that he didn't follow gymnastics? Oh, the tweets? (laughs) People found his old tweets from 2012 where he's talking about how much he loves Gabby Douglas.
1: (laughs) Damn, Gabby is good. Gabby with the gold. Gabby just need to get them bottom teeth fixed in them. And then her smile will be cool. LOL.
0: So not only is he watching gymnastics, he's scrutinizing gymnastics.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So like. The, the lies of him. In 2012, what Olympics... She was in those Olympics... Uh, Simone was in those Olympics, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Gabby Douglas was Simone. I think she's Nassau, old
0: too young. Simone. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, she wasn't in 2012. She wasn't in 2012. She turned 15 in 2012.
1: <laughs> I just feel like... Well, she could still be in the Olympics. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, not great, not so far off. But... He's saying he didn't watch those Olympics. I was in college. Mm-hmm. We didn't have NBC. I'm not We didn't have attention. NBC in college. <laughs> Whatever. I Babe, think it's, it's everywhere. Think... NBC,
0: I'm touching NBC with my hands. It's all it's in the air. NBC.
1: Oh my god, this weekend are the Golden Globe speaking of NBC. Are they even on NBC? I don't know, but I'm I just thinking about know they're
0: on CBS. They're on TV. CBS. Well, what we're getting is callers like the caller who called in being very shocked by what Jonathan Nolan said. I think in a way rightfully because he did say it. It wasn't taken out of context. It wasn't taken out of context. But the tone, as you said, and the leading questions sort of change a perception of what he said. So, so I guess it was taken out of context. I'm just like there's I, I think it's like one of those things where there's a gray area between there's a fine line between taken out of context and needing to hear it, you know, like needing to actually hear the the cadence with which it is delivered and whatever. So I think the caller called in because she saw it spoken about on the view and written about in headlines like The View co-host clash over Simone Biles husband controversial remarks give him some grace. You know, cuz when you do hear it there it makes a little more sense. But after I this know. went viral,
1: then the headline became the thing and now they have to speak towards it or something and, they, and but I think what a problem is like now that it became a thing, her reaction to the mis, to the misunderstanding was actually not it was what was surprising people because she wasn't kind of being like uh she she was was just going "Um, along with it
0: sorry i love him he's amazing he's my man for life or whatever
1: right right which is stupid because she could have just said like listen to the clip like he never really said that like you know he he just said that he wasn't ready for a relationship and i was and it's like that's the issue between us not like that he was a catch which is again the football thing with saying catch is like making me crazy because i'm always like (laughs) i was like is that a joke like is that the joke
0: because no, yeah. like he I guess, did not he did say i was the catch
1: blame the host but the host said were you the catch first yes the host said that and the coach kind of said first. it with a
0: laugh the host kind of said it with a laugh you know yes she caught him technically
1: yeah well i don't know what i don't know what uh position he plays so i don't know if he catches or not
0: he is a um i just looked this up he is he is a he's a football safety i don't know what that is what does a safety do? LOL, <laughs> <AT-1>
1: <laughs> you looking it up as if you would know what the role would do. Oh, okay, he's safety. Okay, he's a safety. He's a
0: safety. I don't know what a safety does. Anyway, so she tweeted, are y'all done yet? And then he quote tweeted that and said, I love my baby, man.
4: Hi, Lindsay Bobby. What is happening with this these Paul Meskel rumors? I'm seeing a bunch of like reactions and gifs about him like running through parks and at like one night stands
0: but like is there like an original uh tweet or like an original source like i don't know where this is coming from um i'm confused uh so if there's anything um yeah i don't know maybe talk about it or or don't i don't know um that's everything uh
4: women do belong in balloons uh showing call okay bye
0: so
1: on December 25th, 2023, that's now like over a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. We, I was receiving Christmas. text messages from our friends. What the hell is Twitter talking about with Paul mescal running? Okay. Uh, and then my friend EK said, just collecting Paul Mescal memes as a way to pass the time. Like I get whatever. And I was like, And it was like you went on Twitter for the people who are still even in that world. And it was all people could talk about was like memes about him running. There's so many photos of him running. And what is he running from? And it was like Mm -hmm. mixed in with like this rumor about him like walking with the girl in the park and then just running away really fast or something, Mm -hmm. which was kind of like confusing. And you were kind of like, what is this? What is the story? And and apparently it it was a blind item that started this, like a silly blind item about him taking off. Wasn't even a blind item
0: it was they were naming him it was from this tiktok who was like here's gossip about sorry not blind very sorry
1: you're right the opposite of blind Mm -hmm. it was a gossip submission thing which like Mm -hmm. timmy found a tiktok which is that he saw right before it started spreading but like so i guess maybe this was the original which means it wasn't a blind on him it was actually like just a tiktok video
0: Mm -hmm. did you watch this I watched the video. Yeah. The, the girlie being like, "I've heard from multiple sources, which is like, <laughs> oh my god, TikTok is such a disaster." I know. Why we do we believe this person? Why do we believe right. all of these all of these right. new Melissa's these that are popping up left and right? Not you know, new
1: Melissa's. Who is this new Melissa?
0: Who is this new Melissa?
1: It has more to do with the type of character he is in our culture at this point. This like sad boy vibe that everybody's put him in this box where he's Mm -hmm. like posting Mitski songs and getting broken up with by his girl, his fiance, and the pictures of him running in the short shorts. And I think we've kind of put him in a little bit of a dangerous box in terms of like whether or not this is him or isn't him, it's most certainly not him. We don't know him. Mm-hmm. It's like a characterization that is a little is a little restricting and kind of like a, a, a cartoon. I hope that he's able to have a sense of humor about it, you know?
0: I think that he is... I put this here, but I think he I think is, he is too. a them who thinks he's still a who. But I that's think he like, is not... Which is a weird place to be because not, you don't understand the attention. You're not prepared right, for it. And right, I also right. think not only does he think he's a who... I think he's a them who his fans think are a who is a who. Like I don't think his fans are aware of how famous he is.
1: I agree. They think that they're in a rarefied club of people who mm-hmm. like Paul Meskell, but it turns out that actually he's quite
0: a popular actor and figure
1: and star at this point.
0: and he has really his fans think that they are just out here standing Jack Loudon like me. No, I'm standing <laughs> Jack Loudon a who. You're standing Paul meskel. Of uh, them, I'm uh, sorry. Them. He's an Oscar right? right. He's
1: surpassed like the Harris Dickinsons of it all, too. You oh. know. But Harris he's...
0: Dickinson, Harris Dickinson whiffed out the window when Paul Mescal showed up. Although you not know, whiffed, he's he, he didn't whiff, whiff out. The no, window. I love Harris Dickinson. I saw a very funny tweet that I almost retweeted oh. on Who. That was like, smash this retweet if like you are. It was a Harris Dickinson fan club tweet, and it. I was like, I should have done it.
1: You couldn't smash it. If I'd see him last it. night, I'm hoping to see. Him, I'm hoping to see him in the future. I saw him last night at the New York Critics Circle's <laughs> Choice well, Awards that so I was invited to one.
0: I'm hoping I see him in the future, just talking about Harrison, Harris Dickinson. I'm hoping I see him in the future.
1: I'm hoping that I, I see co- him in the I, future. I was very close to Morgan Spector. I, I thought that I pretty much willed that into existence. Mm-hmm, that wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, that felt mm-hmm. faded well, I to not viewers.
0: Be I can't believe both of us have been in, been within Near like six feet of Morgan Spector. Morgan. <laughs> Paul mescal. Of them who thinks he's a who, who is perceived as a who by all of his fans, and I think, and I think that explains why people really took this and ran with it because they're like, this guy's, well, this guy's normal. He, we can make fun of him and it's funny, it, and we're being kind about took it, it, right?
1: And ran with it, took it and ran with yes. it. Yes, do you get the joke? Take yes, it. I get it. Ran it. With
0: it. Okay. And it's a kind of okay. non-judgmental. I think this was a you thing, but he goes, "I saw an, this is Timmy. I saw an interesting tweet that I can't find that says having a quote harmless oh, weird this. sex rumor raises his profile and puts him on a level of For Leo sure. with his headphones."
1: Yes. Meanwhile, this is not a sex rumor.
0: <laughs> it's like a it's a post-sex rumor. It's that after he has sex with a woman, he takes him on a walk in the park and then he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> But the question, <laughs> but the, but the implication, and I was sort of like, are, is okay. this meant to be? Is this meant to be like, wow, we're shaming him for doing this to the women, or are the women into it? And from what I could tell, it seems like people were treating this as though the women thought it was funny.
1: Yeah, I don't think. First of all, it doesn't feel real at for, all. Yeah, period. Right. First period, of all, it does Not feel real. We, we love a we love a, a rumor about a celebrity's sex life, but it has to be ultimately harmless. Like, for example, Leonardo DiCaprio rumors about the headphones. You know, like. Obviously, maybe some of his partners don't enjoy that, but it but it ultimately is not it's it's ultimately a consensual sex. And it's ultimately just a a weird quirk and kink. And lots of people have them. And like it is weird and it is funny. And I think that's the that's the kind of like
0: if you're confused, Google Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) headphones and you'll be that's all you need. You'll be enlightened. It's fine. (laughs) Do you think Nell posting the photo Nell's being Paul's sister, who's a singer who we talked about probably a year ago on this show? Nell no, posting cool. the photo of Paul kind of like doing who who's the uh who is the meme where the guy god is it LeBron James like can't believe this is my life he's doing a can't believe this is my life pose but like on a couch <laughs> you know what i mean it sort of seems like a response to the rumors of the running away after sex right
1: no it clearly oh. is it clearly Nell is Nell posting this photo maybe she's literally having told him about it and he's laughing like i don't know like maybe she was like Dude, yeah. you're like viral on Twitter for the stupidest shit ever. It's so funny.
0: And he's saying, smiling through it all, can't believe this is my life. <laughs> but I hate to break it to all of you, mezcal stands. He's a them. He's not a niche crush anymore. He's everyone's crush. So, so. are we
1: like never talking about him again?
0: Uh, I uh-huh. think we're almost, unless there's a situation like this uh-huh. that sort of puts this who them. Meskal
1: yeah. out. We should have put mez-col him on a who, to, we never did a who to them award this year.
0: Oh, did God. You? Yeah, um, we did. Oh, who was it?
1: No, we did who of the year.
0: I don't oh, think we didn't we did do a who to them. them. We didn't do the graduation no. award. Wow, I can't. No, believe we didn't the do the graduation. Yeah, you know what? It was Paul Mescal.
1: Yeah, I think so. Which is like, I think that's what we. Congrats. <laughs> where's a uh, Where's AI Sydney Sweeney? Is she still? Is she off the clock? Did we put her to bed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope so. Forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she we wasn't well. Bed? She wasn't well.
0: Oh, I know. She kept saying she was Australian. I was like, Sydney, you didn't grow up in Melbourne, okay? She kept it's fine. saying
1: she was Australian, and she kept pronouncing things so weird, and we had to be like, we can't, uh, uh, I don't even know how this works. I can't read, you
6: know, I can't reprogram you. Like
0: no, this. I can't.
6: Excuse me, how was I to know that there was an award I was missing? I am merely an AI-generated voice. Lindsay, Bobby are writing what I'm saying. Duh. Anyhow, congrats to Paul Mescal. how want you to be famous.
0: I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep to... on other beds, What is there I else to say
1: mad. is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed?
0: I want my made bed. It,
1: I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body.
0: Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We got new boots, and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get why? mine in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Housewives of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Takovas, I want Tacovas. <laughs>
1: Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Takovas oh. and let me tell you the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots.
0: Huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh,
1: yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah,
0: I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown.
1: Oh my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just,
0: I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard sup if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com, That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here, it's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories, you have the things that you won't compromise on, you have the things that
4: Hey, BLT, it's Ryan from Wilmington, North Carolina, calling with an exclusive. 2024 seems like it's going to be a promising year as I read this TMZ post on Insta. Iron, Iron? Yeah, Zering, the 90210 fame. I forget who he played, like, associated with Tori Spelling on the show, I think. Blonde guy, you know. Um... Gotten a biker fight in L.A. So this post says that he is comforting his we- weeping daughter. You know, dad of the year already. But I noticed under the post that they refer to the scuffle as a Donnybrook. So I am. Co- I had to look this word up. I was screaming that Iron Zeering was in a Donnybrook. Um, that is the houiest word i have ever heard but it has uh irish roots it's a suburb so who knew tell us more about some hooey words maybe in regards to fisticuffs or something i don't know okay Lindsay podcaster avia Tiangin, show and whole. love you thank you
1: bye <laughs>
4: okay <laughs> what
0: is this, i what love this call us? i love this call ian
1: Ian, Ian, Ziering. sorry,
0: Ian Zering, which it says Ian on his TV, pronounced Ian Zering. Ian
1: Zering, which is the biggest gag of the century that his name is <laughs> it's Ian the
0: It's the opposite. I would have said I've said Ian e Zering my whole life.
1: If you were a 90210 girlie, well, I feel like even if you were a 90210 girlie, you were saying Ian e Zering.
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: Okay, so Ian Zaring was viciously attacked by bikers in LA, jumped in New York's New York street brawl. This was TMZ crazy. Headline. This was sorry, that was not me saying. That's the TMZ headline. Mm-hmm. If you watch the video, it's actually quite confusing like as to what is happening because you feel like you're you're entering the video in the middle of a conflict you're not entering it's con- it, like something must have happened before this so that mm-hmm. he cuz he leaps out of his Mercedes and goes after them. It's not <laughs> like they they are just splitting the lane, which is legal in LA. I learned mm-hmm. at the T, in the TMZ Live clip that I watched, it's, it's legal to split the lane, whether it should be or not. Not my business, but it is. So they were on their... And also, did you notice what's the other funny thing about this? Is they're on tiny bikes. So they keep calling them a tiny bike gang. Yeah. Which, like, which is like, the bikes are so cute.
0: Like, they're the bikes so are gorgeous. Like, they're tiny bikes. They look like Mario Kart bikes. They got big wheels. Yeah. It
1: looks like he is literally being beat up by a bunch of Mario Kart players. Like, you're so right. <laughs> like, they're so cute. And in this TMZ live segment where Harvey and his co-host interviewed two of them who are wearing masks and are like uh don't get us involved but we'll tell you what happened. One of mm-hmm. them was filming. Yeah. They say that the that nothing happened before the video. The video is actually where it started and that he was already parked he was parked there. So it wasn't was, Yeah. It wasn't like there was something that happened before that got him riled up with the bikers. It's that they came upon him parked because there was somebody in front of him parked in, tra- in awful, you know, Hollywood and Highland traffic. Mm-hmm. And they tried to split the lane to go around him. And he jumped out of the car and started beating the shit out of them. <laughs> Which makes it seem less of a them problem and more of a him problem because he did throw the first punch.
0: Well, it seems like he threw mm. the first punch. But it's, I have to say, I'm i am trying to be generous. I really, I still kind of don't know what's going on in this video. like.
1: But don't you think when you heard... Their are explana- which who knows if they're even telling you know cuz then cuz then Harvey was like you guys going to talk to the police and they're like we don't talk to cops which is like slay you do not right. <laughs> why would you talk to cops talk to Harvey but don't talk to cops but <laughs> yeah. but it made sense when they were like there was a car in front of his car and he was just parked and he was like, stopped wasn't in the lane like, yes he was stopped in a lane the and car. we and we were rolling up and we split mm-hmm. the lane to go around him just to like keep going forward and he was stopped and then he jumped out of the car and started wailing on them. And in the video they don't touch the car. He just gets out.
5: Mhm.
0: Cuz in the first well there are two videos. There was the first video which sort of pans as the as the bikers pass his car. Then when it pans back to the car, the fight's already in motion. And you don't see who threw the first punch. The fight is like already happening. But now there's a new video that TMZ premiered in their TMZ live clip.
1: He says, "Yesterday, I experienced an alarming incident involving a group of individuals on mini bikes." I'm sorry, I keep saying <laughs> mini bikes. So it's just like, like it doesn't, it doesn't it's help. Debasing, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, stuck
1: in traffic. Okay, so he admits, "I'm stuck in traffic. I'm in one space. It wasn't like we were all together and something happened. I was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. My car was approached by by aggressively by one of these riders, leading to an unsettling confrontation. In an attempt to assess any damage, oh, he thinks one of them hit his car."
0: Yes. So he says he got out of the car to like see what happened to this his This
1: action unfortunately escalated into physical altercation, which I navigated to protect myself. Which you want to fight like ten guys on little bikes? Come on, you're gonna. T- no. I'm sorry, but the the hubris to be like I'm taking on ten guys is like actually,
0: ten guys crazy. on little bikes. You're right, ten guys, guys, guys on, on little, bikes. little bikes. Okay, I still feel very like it. It sort of seems like he did throw the first punch, but I also don't like. I don't. It's hard for me to believe that these people on mini bikes who were being obnoxious. Didn't do something aggressive, you mm,
1: know. I'm kind of like,
0: but also, he, he, start, like, the it like he started the safest place to be it. is
1: in your car with the windows up, you know. Like, you yeah. want to get out of your car and like throw a punch oh, in I'd the never. middle of this oh, street? I'd never, well, I know I'd you never, you would never, but it's it like, does seem like the... he start,
0: he started it. <laughs> so, after this goes viral, the first angle of the video, which as I said, doesn't show who threw the first punch, unlike the second video, which shows him throwing what seems like the first punch, seemingly, seemingly. He posts a. It is technically a video. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Just when I think there's no way I can be surprised by the way in which a celebrity comments on something online, right? <laughs> I know it's uh, really incredible. We, it becomes 2024, and Ian Zering, sorry, Ian Zering posts a s- still image of himself set to Coldplay's "Sky Full of Stars" <laughs> as a caption. In one of the ugliest fonts imaginable slowly appears frame by frame by frame until the entire statement is released and it feels like it takes the entire sky full of stars song to you know play in full it doesn't it's probably like a minute long but his full statement is Yesterday, You have to play Sky Full of Stars over this, so I read it. Yesterday, I experienced an alarming incident involving a group of individuals on many bikes. While stuck in traffic, my car was approached aggressively by one of these riders leading to an unsettling confrontation. In an attempt to assess any damage, I exited my car. This action unfortunately escalated into a physical altercation, which I navigated to protect myself. I am relieved to report that my daughter and I are both completely unscathed, but the incident has left me deeply concerned about the growing boldness of such groups who disrupt public safety and peace. This situation highlights a larger issue of hooliganism, spelled H-O-O, on our streets, and the need for effective law enforcement responses to such behavior. As a citizen and a parent, I find it unacceptable that groups can freely engage in this kind of behavior, causing fear and chaos, while the response from authorities seems insufficient. I have always been an advocate for standing up against intimidation and misconduct, and this incident reinforces my belief in the importance of personal and community safety. We must address the underlying issues that lead to such disruptive behavior and ensure our streets are safe for everyone. I urge city officials and law enforcement to take decisive action against such lawlessness, and. Provide provide the necessary resources to prevent, to prevent future occurrences. I am thankful for the support of my family, friends, and fans during this time. It's in challenging moments like these that the strength and unity of our community are most vital. Happy New Year. Again, Sky Full of Stars is playing the Sky whole time.
1: Stars. Sky Full of Stars. is of Stars playing the whole time. And I want to be clear, so his car was damaged, but it wasn't damaged until after the fight started. It was damaged so after, after. After
0: the fight, after, they bashed so, it with so their like, helmets.
1: I don't want anyone to call and be like, well, his, his car was fucked up. It is fucked up. They fucked up his car. But not until he started punching them. You know like and then then they were like we're going to come for your car. <laughs> like we're going to get your car. We're going to hit your car. Whatever which actually sucks cuz they maybe didn't know there was a kid inside and that's fucked up. Like obviously, you know, like they didn't know that's scary. That's very scary for a 12-year-old inside a car, you know. You
0: have to I I think that this is a video. I don't think it's text, but Brian Austin Green bag himself went on Instagram and <laughs> bag. Oh, this is funny. And no, said, this is a funny video. He's hey, like, my hey, man's so a monster. Gonna... He's like, he's fit. He goes, my to the guy's gym. He's a like, monster. Hey, so we didn't get a chance to get into this at all. My boy Ian Zaring got into a fist fight on Hollywood Boulevard with like five dudes and fucking beat them. Did it. Did his thing. He's a monster. He's fucking incredibly fit, obviously. I would not suggest to anyone to fight people, especially not now in this climate. But you know what? All turned out well. Z, I love you, brother. You're a beast. Good on you. This is like the most toxic, mono e masculine masculine-on-masculine energy I can imagine. Being like, right. I don't approve of fighting, but my boy goes to the gym and he right. really beat the shit out of those people. Right. So I'm
1: just like, kind of like, he's calling them bikers. They're like kids riding mini bikes. like it, it, I'm i mean saying. we don't know how I'm old really... they are
0: but they, no, we, as you we said do. they look well, like when they, i'm sorry
1: when they spoke on tmz i'm like these are like teen, like young 20s these are like 20 mm-hmm. you know these are like maybe they're not like seven year olds and one of them was a yeah. woman she was wearing a pink jacket and clearly a woman i'm like and she well, was wailing on him that's how too. you know it's
0: peach <laughs> that's how you know it's peach she's the one in pink
1: <laughs> no no stop these little small bikes i just it's <laughs> <laughs> Sky Full of
0: Stars. I've never seen this, so I, I think we have to make a Sky Full of Stars uh, Instagram post for our promo for this episode. Yeah, we definitely do. We definitely so if you, do. So if you go to Who Weekly's Instagram do. right now, you will see it on the grid, because I'll have Sky it Sky Full by of then. Stars
1: with our statement on, on mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. What things, I don't know what we're going to do with that, but Sky Full of Stars will be the soundtrack.
0: I like this headline, Ian Zering sends message with his hat in first sighting since Biker Brawl. And it's just paparazzi photos of him walking around in the hat that says, good vibes.
5: Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling to ask if Jeffrey Wright is a whoer of them. Um, I know exactly who he is, and I know that you liked American fiction a lot, um, and he's the star of it, and I just saw that with my husband. And going into it, I was trying to describe it to him, and he had seen the trailer, and I was saying that, you know, it starred Jeffrey Wright, and I was like, you like this actor, and was trying to describe things you've been in, and was like, you know, French Dispatch. He has a featured role he's in Catching Fire and after the movie Brandon was like oh you should have just been like he um that's my husband he's like you should have just uh been like oh he was in Westworld but because Westworld you know that was a super them show I feel um at the beginning but it just you know fizzled so hard as documented by your podcast itself I had totally erased that. So anyways, it's interesting because, yeah, I feel like he's so notable, but a lot of the narrative around the season, you know, with his potential Oscar nom has even been, he's been in so many prestigious projects or given such great performances, but not really come close to a nomination before. And that's why people are hoping this will happen too. And I think it all just goes back to this, like he's a super familiar face, but is he actually a them? Um, good form Bill Thorne uh showing hole. I mean he's gonna be a them after this movie, right?
0: Uh anyways. That MacBook. Jeffrey Wright. So I think the question isn't is he a who or a them? I think the question is is he a prestige who or is he a them? But I haven't answered it at this. Uh okay. let's do what one, two, three, them. Who really? Uh-
1: yeah I don't know why you think he's, a, he's I just think the he's been one. around
0: too long at this point
1: you think he's a them
0: and I think TV not to do this but I think even though it was Westworld and even though Westworld is a flop I think he was one of the draws of the show he was one of the he was no. he that's was one true. of the thems he was like that's an anchor true. tenant. And I do you know? think the
1: conversation b- behind this movie and them all being like, why hasn't Jeffrey Wright been it, Right, awarded? the way the, that
5: people
0: talk the, about him. The
1: way that people talk about him does feel them-y in a way that's like, oh, you guys were talking about this? Or like, we were, this was a thing that we were all thinking about? I maybe. Like, or maybe it's just like he... we
0: weren't in this. Right. It's like, why hasn't this ever happened for him before? Why doesn't right. he have an Oscar? Why that's why Prestige this? Who why kind of
1: that? makes. That's why Prestige Who kind of like tracks for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give it oh. Prestige Who because he is. As he talks about it in all of his interviews, like, he never really plays the same type of character twice. So he's not really pigeonholed, but he's in a lot right, of stuff. Right, and he's
1: known for, like, he's known for his, cra- I'm sorry, he's known for his, like, the French Dispatch and, like, mm-hmm. Shaft And he's a very small role in the French and Dispatch. And the Batman, dude. in which he's, like, illico- yeah, like, these are smaller like the roles, cop. you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's all. I just feel like it's not, like, this is his first, like, not his first leading film, but, like, it's up, you know, but the fact that he's it's in Rustin first. and American, fi- yeah, like, he's in yeah. a lot of stuff, but... You
0: know, I feel really I feel really torn because I do think he's I want to say prestige who but the way people have been talking about him this award season makes me think that he might be a them because everyone sort of but feels maybe the he's same way. like
1: becoming of them because it's like right. he's having this big moment and he's going to win an award for it, I'm sure. And then he's in Batman 2 coming up in which the top three cast are him, Robert Pattinson and Andy, Andy Serkis, who's, you know, Pennyworth like it's like he's in the he's Pennyworth? already in that he's oh, Pennyworth. Pennyworth?
0: Is that a villain? A oh, Batman he's villain? the
1: butler. He's the butler, I think.
0: Oh, Isn't he the butler? I guess I just don't know. Alfred.
1: Alfred. Alfred. Sorry. Alfred. Knows his last name. Oh, I didn't yeah. know his last
0: name was Pennyworth. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I don't
1: know why I'm calling him Pennyworth, but not not his name that everyone knows. Alfred, everyone knows Michael Caine
0: played Pennyworth in The Dark Knight. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't I'm sorry. I am i did not know. I mean, maybe <laughs> most people know that Pennyworth is his name. I don't.
1: I don't think most people know that. I just think I was just like reading. Okay.
0: Um. Let's so, move on to... Let's just say... Uh, Eyes on Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Up-and-comer Jeffrey Wright.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, sorry, that sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> Let's go see American Fiction in theaters.
1: Hi, so I
2: was listening to an old episode from like a year ago when you were talking about Hilaria Baldwin's birthday being on January 6th. Uh, I was like really depressed around that time, so I missed a few episodes. Anyway, so I was curious, and I went to com January 6th. Um, and up the top... <laughs> January 6th birthday is, uh, Maddie B. Rapp. The next is that guy who does Mr. Bean, Beans, uh, Alex Turner from something, Eddie Redmayne, Kate McKinnon, uh, and Joan, Joan of Arc. Um, I don't know, just wanted to, just wanted to share this, uh, especially since we're approaching, approaching that special time of year.
1: Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, Hall bye bye. Joan of Arc being number 18 below, um, uh, the rapper Polo G and Kate McKinnon is like extremely (laughs) her face. Like, Joan of Arc, like, it's like a mosaic,
0: isn't it? It's like not like it's literally like like, it's
1: literally a mosaic. It's like we don't have pics of her, like, there she is. Like, she's (laughs) she's only a few slots above Tiffany Pollard, which actually is kind of Tiffany Pollard should. Figure that out. You know? Pollard is more famous
0: than Joan of Arc, please. Re
1: Drummond and Tiffany Pollard back to back. This is an incredible list. Julie Chen on the cursed January 6th birthday. Keisha Cairo, one of my favorite Instagram followers. She just released one of the squatty potties with her name on it. I don't know if you saw she that. She did? I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's called like the Keisha Squat or something. Like she's like.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> my, <laughs> my Instagram. God. It's called the or Wait. It's loading really slowly. The K.O.R. Poop Stool? I'm sorry. Yeah. She called it the K.O. Poop Stool.
1: Yeah, she really said, like, I'm gonna tell you what it is. We're
0: white labeling squatty potties now. Oh my god. Poop stool. Benefits. Keisha K. Or, happy new year. We are starting off the new year healthy. Who knew there was a right and wrong way to position your body to poop? With that being said. <laughs> <It's> incredible. <laughs> with that being said, our brand new K.O.R. poop stool is now available. Benefits. Opens colon for easier elimination of poop. Elimination is capitalized for some reason. Reduces strain and time on toilet, especially when paired with other detox products. Made of strong, durable plastic. Tucks under your toilet. Rubber feet for anti-slip. Can also be used can also be used <laughs> as a foot or stepping stool. Aids in better posture while on toilet, designed to fit most standard toilets. Can be used by adults or kids and quote no assembly needed.
1: It's a plastic stool that says I mean it's a squatty it. potty. Yeah, no, it is obviously a squatty potty, but she's launched her own. Oh
0: my god, she sells poop. Tea. She sells poop tea as well. Oh my god. Okay,
1: so the best. So the the lineup of January six birthdays, which to be <laughs> fair to January six, like this wasn't an issue until recently. You know, these people just had a normal birthday.
0: <laughs> to be fair to January 6th? anyway.
1: Well, I'm just saying to these people with this birthday, it's like something crazy happens on your birthday, and you're already like whatever, uh, sixty eight years old, like Mr. Bean is. Like that's that's just unfortunate, you know. This happened with nine eleven as well, but you know Dude. what I mean. Just
0: with kind of is 9/11. It's
1: kind of is not like these. I feel bad, you know. The only it, it just it sucks. Like the like Maddie B raps and and Polo G and Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys and Jordan Woods's sister Jody and Norman Reedus and Irina Shake. This is a stacked birthday and Eddie Redmayne and Kate McKinnon and of course Tiffany Pollard and Reed Drummond and Julie Chen. Don't care about her and G-G-K who uh, Ilaria Baldwin's not even on here.
0: Ilaria Baldwin didn't make the top 50. Oh, no, 48. 48. 48. 48. 48. 48. 48. Are we she's 48. she's not she's not in the top 100. There's no way. Okay, do we want to rank these I forgot to put Alex Turner on here. Um Maddie B Rowan they're Atkinson already, Alex they're Turner. They already ranked. I should okay, have made who you is, guess. Who is Yeah, who is the themiest person? Is there a Themius This says Maddie B is the Vimiest January 6th birthday. I don't agree with that. Who among these people is the demiest person in your eyes? Rowan, Alex Turner, Norman Reedus, Irina Sheik, Eddie Redmayne, Kate McKinnon, Jonah Bark, <sighs> Tiffany Pollard, Reed Drummond, Julie Chen, Keisha Kaur, Nigella Lawson, or Eric Trump? God,
1: I hate that it's like Nigella Lawson and like Norman Reedus or something. Julie Chen I think it's is weird that Nigella Lawson Julie is so Chen. low.
0: Nigella Lawson is like insanely but these, as famous. you
1: know it's based on an algorithm that has to do with search and news so it's like who's in the news. Why Maddie B is number 1, I'll never know. But it's just like it's like who we're talking about. Like that's why Irina Shake is so high, right? Like that's why like Donov Arc is low. <laughs> that's why. We don't know we don't know about time birthday's proprietary over, okay? Their proprietary algorithm is like not is like a mystery to us and will always mm-hmm. be.
0: <laughs>
1: I guess in England it'd be Rowan. Or,
0: I think it really okay. is Rowan. Okay. Like Mr. Bean overall? is Mr. Bean is themier than any his of these name?
1: people. No.
0: And Rowan was just in Wonka. I think that Rowan is this eternal, famous face in I the English speaking world. I
1: don't know. And also Kate McKinnon's pretty famous at this point.
0: Not not more famous than Rowan, and I would say not more famous than Nigella Lawson. I think Nigella Lawson is way too low here. I think Nigel Allison is way I weirdly really think low.
1: Kate. I really think that I weirdly really think that Julie Chen embodies all of the things. Like she has drama. She's been on TV for a really mm. long time. She's hosting I'm Big Brother, she's like low like that to me is like the themiest person here for all those reasons like she has everything combined like where would keep you in in the press
0: she has journalism she has drama she has television hosting you're right you're right you're right, right. and an audio
1: scandal she's still hosting mm-hmm. big brothers and an audiobook.
0: she got a bob then she got rid of the bob
1: <laughs> she got a bob and that should really bump you up to the top if you have a cunty bob i just got a bob and i just think like that is huge oh i saw for me. the
0: pig. and for... i saw the pic
1: yeah, it looks better in person, I think. The pick was not... It good it was not, it was not judged up. But we'll yeah, no, it, it looks tomorrow. really good.
0: I'll see your yeah, Bob tomorrow. See. Um, I see my Bob every time I look in the mirror.
1: Well, I was going to say, now you're not the only cunty Bob on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's still funny, and it's every it's time.
0: It's really funny. It's really funny. Okay, yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Rowan is number one. And I'm gonna and I'm actually going to say and I'm gonna Nigella say Julie. and Julie. Nigella and Julie are close to three for me. Okay.
1: Okay, fine.
0: Okay, you let's do... You're not
1: even close on this list, Hilar- Ilaria.
0: thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. We'll see you again on Tuesday with the main show. Support us on Patreon.com slash WhoWeekly for... Bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. You can also get the audio only, audio only on the Apple Podcast app. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts while you're there. We love your ratings and reviewings. Thank you to Katie and Eric The Who's for writing our theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. And have a great weekend. Happy January. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. They want to know.
6: To be Hi Who Weekly, this is Hannah, friend of a friend of the pod, and I just had to let you all know I was reading Becca Freeman's new book, The Christmas Orphans Club, and found what I truly believe to be an Easter egg. Not only is Who Weekly called out by name in the book, it's called out by name shortly after the number one Who herself, according to the lore I know secondhand, um, Rita Ora, <laughs> number one who and I think it is so cute and charming and I texted my friend right away and she said you have to call in you need to spread the gospel and the good news so happy holidays if you want to see this Easter egg in person go support Becca Freeman or of course your local library. Hey
2: hey, BLT long time long time Um, I had to pause Friday's episode, I'm literally screaming, listening to you say that Michael Pena is the everyman, Um, because, like, long ago, before I was listening to Who Weekly, I was in Paris with my brother, my middle brother, and my youngest brother was meeting us there from London. He was coming in on the train, so my middle brother and I were in the train station, and we were waiting for my youngest brother to get off the train, and... Michael Pena walked off the train and my middle brother and I like looked at each other and we were like what and then he said to me is that Michael Pena and like he just looked like a guy in the train station but we recognized him and we were like that's Michael Pena anyway so like yes I agree he's the every guy you're not gonna play this but like oh my god I'm literally screaming okay crunch crunch me in the car driving home from work because I'm sick Ah, bye
4: Kim Kardashian was gifted a 3D model of her brain from Pernuvo. Crunch crunch.
6: I just had to pause the pod because I'm listening to the episode, I think a few weeks behind. We were talking about how Chiara Ferragni got fined for her I don't know, Panettone thing, and I just had to tell you this crazy story. I just got fined by the Vatican because I was there <laughs> a year and 3 months ago with some friends we rented a car and we drove to Siena and we had directions from our Airbnb host to not drive into the city center and what did we do like dumb americans we drove into the city center and we freaked out we we're like in the middle of this like beautiful italian city center and Absolutely freaking out. And so we immediately drove out and we finally made it to our Airbnb. But anyways, go back to present time. And a year and three months later, I got a fine from the fucking Vatican for like $150 because I was caught on camera driving in the city center of Siena. So just a PSA, don't drive in the city centers in Italy because they will catch you on some sort of form of video and they will find you um apparently up to a year and three months later. So yeah. All right. Um, showing whole. Merry Christmas, Avia Tiongin.
2: French French. Bye.